Welcome to the show. Today's guest we have is none other than Shortcut, one of the most well-respected and legendary DJs in the world. Um, <laughs> how are you doing, John? Good. How you doing, brother? I'm really good, dude. Really good. Great to have you on the show, man. Oh, thanks for having me, man. How's your day been, man? You, you said you were streaming earlier today? Yeah, just did a, um, a house set early at noon, like I do one every uh, Thursday. Um, me and a bunch of other DJs from like around the world just play more deep house and soul house type stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I see you yeah. have a shirt on. You were saying uh, the shirt. Can we see the shirt? Oh, yep. <laughs> Tracks Records. Chicago. Got in Chicago. Wow. Man. Um, so speaking of uh, streaming, since we're in the situation we're in, um, it seems only right to talk about the global pandemic that's happening right now. Um, I really want to know how, how this is affecting you. How, how are you handling the, the whole transition away from playing in clubs? Man, I mean, you know, it just this whole streaming thing just uh, definitely made me look at everything differently as far as how to DJ, really. Um, of course, the, you know, the, this pandemic is, is, is it's horrible, right? You know what I mean, and it's, just, it's, it's, I mean, for what it's doing around the world, it's just, you know, I think we're about to be on lockdown, too, here on the West Coast, or at least in California again. So, I mean, you know, um, I think it's, uh, for a lot of us DJs, it's really making us really kind of replan everything of what, what we need to do going forward as far as still doing what we do and, um, you know what I mean? And just trying to get, trying to keep our, 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 our presence out. So, um, yeah, this, yeah, the streaming thing definitely has changed everything, you know, for me, basically, you know, I used to DJ like on Fridays and Saturdays, maybe Thursdays, but now I'm like, I'm on like Wednesday to Sunday, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So no it's like, doubt. I think on the positive side, it's made me love DJing a lot more again because now, um, just because I do different themes every night, it just makes me uh, kind of let pe people who haven't known me for certain genre, uh, that I can play certain genres, I now that I can do that, now that we have this, this platform to, you know, to, to stream, uh, gives, I just gain like another audience, you know what I mean? So it's cool. You know what I mean? That's, that's the, I'd say that's the positive thing definitely out of this. Yeah, no doubt, man. I feel like of all the people that I see streaming, you're definitely one of the most consistent and, and you bring so much to it. Like, uh, yeah, like you said, you've been doing these different themes. I've caught a, a couple of them. I caught, um, you know, like the, the R&B, the ladies jams. You've done Dancehall, obviously, um, which I know that know you very well for, uh, for your, from your Dancehall mixtapes. Um, it's, it's, it's great for such a, you know, a well-versed DJ like yourself. Um, are there any challenges for, from the streaming that you've learned or that you wanted to share maybe of with people uh challenges is i mean it's on more on the technical side if anything you know what i mean like I, I, before this i mean i used to stream on facebook before they started kicking everyone off but you know i had a show called off the shelves where i just pick records off and you know i do that every like i never announced it i just do it like if i was home off tour and i just felt like doing it but now it's like i don't know just that's the challenge i would say the challenge is definitely you know um yeah technical side like in the right connection knowing what i need to have to make the stream good and, and on top of that also is just you know being um uh, just just promoting too promoting the stream that's right. a whole other another challenge in itself just uh you know i got fran boogie my partner who, who helps me you know host the shows and and does all the flyers too so we all you know it's, i got i got a co-pilot who actually helps me put the shows things think of what themes that would work and all that stuff you know what i mean so um shout out fran boogie yeah, shout out Fran Boogie. I mean, he 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 definitely puts it down with me. DJ, you know, my my girl DJ Lock. 
Shout out to Davey Locke. Yeah, she puts, you know, she's she's my producer. She she pretty much, like, just does all my angles while I'm DJing. And, you know, so it's like we have a little TV show kind of TV network here running. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, that's the fun part. It's it's definitely kept me busy through this whole, you know, stay-at-home thing and, you know, the pandemic and everything. And But, you know, I'd say challenges is definitely more of just, like, how to what to do next. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's, what's, what, you know, what can I do for the next hour two hours, three hours to keep these people engaged and interested and want, not want to go to another room or whatever, you know what I mean? So I'd say there's more positive than negative, if anything, you know? Because now it's like, now I actually want, like, on my riders, I want, like, I need an Ethernet cable to the DJ <laughs> so I can stream at my gigs now, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're all, I think we're all just writing, you know, we're kind of making the rules as we go. Yeah, man. Um, I gotta say, like you've definitely like a fish to water, and like I said, I, I remember did I remember your your Facebook streams um, when you did the off the shelves show. But you know, moving to Twitch from Facebook, what are mm-hmm. what are some of the big advantages for you for, from doing that? I mean, apart from the obvious copyright takedowns that uh, Facebook have been kind of notorious for. Yeah, I, I think with especially being on Twitch is definitely the interaction with the crowd, like that by far. Just I mean, you know what I. To be honest, I feel what I feel makes up my, my stream a lot is my chat room because uh, ever since I started going you know going on four months ago, it just grew from like fifty people, then eighty people, then a hundred people. Like when I broke broke a hundred, I was like, yes, you know, I mean? like. But these people who were there from the first stream were like starting to know each other, started making friends with each other, and then then I and then if I see other DJs, then they kind of like follow you know they're they're kind of like they just kind of mob up and go into different chat rooms and you know what I mean this I, I used to call yeah the yeah no before I found out about raids yeah you know what I mean yeah but just just seeing uh I just like the fact that I was able to see people just make you know just make themselves in, you know into a community and and now like when they see each other it's like hey you're like it's a bar that you know what I mean everyone goes to yeah um, and then you know eventually um at first I used to start at 10 p.m and I call them the 10 pmers <laughs> you know what I mean? But now it's like when they all mob up and we raided when I first, when I first found out about raid on Twitch and then um it's funny like yo we're here we're all from Shortcuts uh, uh chat room da, da, da. and like damn you guys are like a mob like a mafia or something and that's when I like man you guys are like the chat mafia <laughs> you know what I mean so that's why that's what we ended up calling them the chat mafia and it stuck and now it's like whenever they we do a raid from when I'm done and they're like you know it just Chat mafia bitches, like yo, it's so funny, dude. Like, but it's, it's dope, you know what I mean? Big up and, the uh, chat mafia, man. Yeah, big up the chat mafia. They, they they really make make up my stream. Like, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even be here. You know what I mean? Like, straight up. You That's know what I mean? So dope. Can we talk about your emotes too? I, I really want to know. Like, are you designing these emotes? Who's doing who's doing that's that? Fran. That's French. Yeah, that's French. Like the first emotes we had was. That dude, Big Ed from freaking 90 Day Fiance, like, just like I didn't even know what that was. And then when, when he started posting it up, and then everyone started going crazy over it, and they started posting it up, I had to actually watch it on YouTube just to see what he was talking about. <laughs> it's it's funny, man. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, me and him kind of going up uh, with, with the emotes as far as like what we want to put up, and what, you know, like, yo, should we put this, should we make this available for people or whatever? And, and you know, like the gun, fi- you know, the gun fingers or the, lighters and just like just stuff that like man what can we put up that would make them interact with us like yo let me see you know now it's, it's making sense like yo if you're feeling good i used to i used to say if you're feeling good type in a one 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's like, if you feel good, let me see some lighters, let me see some some gun fingers, let me see some signal, something. You know what I mean? And now they're like really into it. So. Can I ask what is the two eggplant emojis? Are they what is? That? <laughs> That's for M. Boogie. That's his eggplant nunchucks. Ah, okay. What would they be used for? I'm very unsure of that. You're gonna have to ask Fran Boogie that, man, because he, he put up a couple of things in there, and I'm like, what is that, dude? Like, there's a pineapple with a. Oh my god. You know what? It's a lot of um, it's a lot of inside jokes between the chat room that they end up talking about, and then it the next day it becomes an emote, and it just you can thank Fran Boogie for that one. Fran, Fran's a I'm not for that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, man, Fran is definitely one of the most active people on Twitch that I, I see. He's in all the chat room, at least all the ones that I'm in. I don't know. Maybe we have a lot of mutual friends or something, but he seems to pop up in all the all the right places. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely the the he's the uh, the walking tornado. He walks in like, hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, but behind the scenes, man, Fran, me and Fran are are, are, are the ones who like really kind of like figure out what to do for these streams. You know what I mean? Because. Um, it's like program. You know, the thing is, we used to do a club called Flavor of the Month in front in San Francisco, uh, back in the you know, like more than ten years ago. Yeah. And we do it every month. It was like one Saturday in every month, but we do a theme, different theme every month, and you know, just whatever. But now it's like we're trying. You know, we're taking we took that concept to the to Twitch with the streaming, and now it's like we do it every night. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it's cool. Like it, for us, it just keeps it like just interesting. You know what I mean? Like definitely for us. As far as streaming every night, you know, and and um, I don't know, just it gets us excited to do the stream. You know what I mean? Like, man, what can we do what can we do next that would kind of like people would dig? Let's see if it it works. Let's see if it doesn't work or whatever. You know. One of the other cool things I think you're really bringing is the video element, and um, I I I know I know you're pretty good, and I know that you've you've talked to me about your video collection, but it would be great to hear like, yeah, like where did that start, and um, and you know. How do you use it? I mean, I, I guess since we're Serato podcast here, we could probably say yeah. Sort of no, no, um, no. Well, back in 2004, I was told by Serato that you guys were making a, a video plugin. I'm like, like, what do you mean big video plugin? Yeah, you can manipulate videos as if you're doing like you know MP3s. I'm like, oh, get out of here. It's a, ever since then. And I guess they released. You guys released it in 2005. Yeah. So I had a whole year to just like I was just ripping all my VHSs, I had VH1 Soul and BT, every video show they had on like DVR and I would rip that to DVD and then, then digitize that to MP4. It was a, like the process back then was crazy, but you know, um, yeah, I've been collecting, yeah, videos since, ever since then. And then when, there, when you know, I found out about like other video pools and all that stuff, then I, I, I kind of got involved with those. But um. Do you want to shout any of those out? Any oh, absolutely. To go? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Smash bids, especially extend the mix, um, promo only. Like those guys. You know what I mean? Like uh, they've always. I've been, you know, I've been uh, subscribing to all of those guys. And yo, know, I mean, their collections are crazy. I mean, but on top of that too, um, just folks I've met, video DJs I've met around the world. Um, you know, we just link up and we get a Dropbox going. Like yo, I got these and. You know, like a lot of stuff that came out in Europe that never came out in the States type thing. You know right. what I mean? So it's just, you know, just the networking that there was, was uh, just closed way back already. So Yeah, I've definitely seen videos on your chat, uh, on your channel that I've never seen ever before. And you've got like a crazy deep video 
Oh man, you know, I try to, I pretty much try to replicate what I have in my iTunes. Wow. Like when I play out and stuff, like you know, um, if anyone knows, whoever's you know, any of the homies who watch this, who've seen my uh, my playlist on my on my laptop, man, I'm I'm a MP3 horde. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I just I'm all every kind of genre. Hopefully, I, I can get as much as I can. I'll just try to replicate it. Let's see if there's a video for it, especially if I do theme nights. You know what I mean? I'll have to kind of do the research and see if there's a video for it and I'll find out there is one and I'll trip myself out like oh shit like there's actually a video for this song and yeah so so how like just if we can just get behind your process a bit like how how much time every day are you spending prepping for you know your videos or your twitch sets or your live streams depends um especially if it's like a producer like I'll give you an example I did a Dr. Dre night that took me about four hours four or five hours Wow. Just going on Discogs, looking on everything he touched as far as production or what he was on, anything, you know what I mean? Like, and anything that was connected to him. And I, I you know, and I, you know, what, what's cool about it is I learned too about, about certain genres and artists in the, in the process of doing these streams because, like, when I do a theme, like, I didn't know, oh man, I didn't know he produced that. I didn't know he touched that. And then to find out there's a video for the, you know, look at these songs and find out there's videos for it too, that's like, that's educating me in the process. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and that's what I try to do with the streamers. I just, I just try to make it fun. Like if I, if, like tomorrow, I'm doing uh, Flight Time. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. Lewis. Wow. So I'm going way back to all the stuff they did pre the time, and then the time, and then everything they did on their own with Janet and the audition and all that stuff. And you know what I mean? And just like, um, then get the videos for that. So yeah, like I said, it's 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 cool. It, it, it's educational for me. Like I said, being at home pandemic and all this it's kept me like man I'm, i can't i have to stay home because i have to work on the next set kind of thing you know so yeah because i mean i was talking to scratch bastard about this the other day and um today actually and he we were just talking about how the pandemic is affecting everyone differently you know like right and, and someone like you i I'm, I'm curious to know outside of obviously pouring yourself into the into the work live streaming and so forth you know i i knew i knew you were touring all the time like you said earlier you, you know you're yeah. going from one country you're probably one of the hardest working djs i know in the in the game and um you know that being all of a sudden being having to stay home mentally well has it taken a toll or you know how you how are you managing that besides being on daddy mode for like you know on on mondays and tuesdays from wednesday and onward i'm just i'm this is it i'm i'm here i'm here in front of the you know in front of my setup and and you know it's 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 cool because it's i feel like being home, having to do this, it's not just for me. It's just for folks to see the, the, the feedback from folks who watch my stream and tell me, like, yo, watching your streams get me through this and being at home. And, like, you know, there's some people who are probably by themselves, you know what I mean? Like, who don't have a family or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, just to see those cer so certain comments from certain people saying that, like, yo, it gets me through, it gets me all. And it's something, like, you know, I look forward to every day from a, a, a day of whatever the hell I'm going through. That alone makes me feel like, oh man, I have a, another purpose here. You know what I mean? And it ain't just for me. It's it's you know what I mean. If I could like if I could take people away for a couple hours, just doing something different. You know what I mean? Like on some on some music, of course. You know what I mean? I think we're all healers right now. I mean, besides trying to heal ourselves, we're healing folks out there that need to be you know, needs, you know that interaction. They need to be in front of a. They can't wait to go hook up with the, with their homies that they've met on on the chat room. You know what I mean? Just to to you know what I mean to get through this. So 
And if I could be the soundtrack behind that, then hell yeah, you know what I mean? It's a it's, damn good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, man. Like, you know, I'm you know, trying to keep it different, and, you know what I mean? And, and where I don't get bored, and you know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's cool. Man. That's dope, yeah. Um, so, Fran, Fran is part of, uh, was he part of the, the Triple Threat crew? Yes, he's, he's part of Triple Threat. Right, and he was, was he part of the Sound Clash that you guys did as well? Yeah, he was. And so, you, yeah, you guys, do you want to tell me about the Sound Clash? You, you won a, a, what was it? Was it the Sound Clash or was it called something else? It's called the uh, Rebel Culture Clash. Culture, and, okay, right. Yeah, and that happened in 2014. And we, um, yeah, I mean, they were, we were one of four crews in the Bay Area that got uh, chosen to do that, to compete in that. And they held, they held it in different parts of the world, like the big ones in uh, London, uh, parts of Europe. And I know all the homies that crazy has been one in Miami and, you know what I mean? And like all the, you know, the, the you know, J-Rock and like the Stone Soul crew, the one in LA. So it's like, you know, it's kind of spread out, but yeah, that was probably one of the craziest nights of Triple Threat as a crew that we've ever been in, because, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was just dope. <laughs> if you ever get to watch it on YouTube, you should, like, for sure. Yeah. Who were you up against? Uh, we went against, uh, so was, they picked four different crews who played four different genres of music. We were the hip-hop crew. Um, Dirty Bird for House. Uh, Tormento Tropical who did uh, uh, tropical bass and um, Dub Mission who did reggae so it was like four rounds uh, kind of you know one round was we had to play a different you know uh, they were going to pick straws and we had to pick whoever we whoever they picked we had to play their genre for five oh. minutes yeah so luckily we picked the reggae they, they picked the reggae cats for us uh, Dub Mission and we were already stocked up on, on Dub Blade so it's like oh you know what I mean? Like, you know, I even said in the, in the beginning of the round, like, you know, if you know Triple Threat, we've been playing reggae for a long time, too. And then, you know, just dropping. It was cool. It was just dropping dub plates. Yeah, you guys have um, some serious, serious dubs. Um, I mean, and, <laughs> and, and, and to that point, I think, if I remember correctly, did you guys, uh, when you guys went against uh, the Dirty Bird guys, did you have a very secret weapon uh, dub on, on deck for that one? Yeah, so we had we actually had different game plans. Like we were, were, you know, that one round where you had to play a different genre, you know, for whoever you picked. If we were gonna pick them, then we had we had like a totally different game plan for that. You know, as far as like what we we're gonna select. But um, since we didn't pick them during that that one round, the very last round, I think I said, um, you know, if you know Triple Threat, we play House too, and then we we ended up bringing out um, Crystal Waters. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So she she did she did um she did uh, Gypsy Woman live. Wow. So that was dope. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's what put put it over there? Is that what won it, or what was the the point? I mean, it's, I I think timing was just just ended up on our 
on our side because we were the last ones up in that round. And that, like, after Crystal Waters finished, the clash was over. Like, the, not, not like on some, we, we killed you guys. It was just, it was literally over. Like, there was no more around. After that, they were going to announce a winner. Wow. Yeah. How, so, yeah. how did you, how did you, tell me that story. I need to know how did you guys <laughs> link up with Crystal Waters? So, when we found out about, about all that stuff, we, you know, we just, me and the guys got together, like, yo, we should, who do we need, what do we need to do to counteract them, 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 and them? You know, we like, think of certain things i'm like yo um i think um treble and bass out of new york they won the new york sound the new york culture clash and i took a page out of their book because they brought out um robin s oh okay i was like oh shit that's dope another huge tune another huge tune of course they did show me love right yeah and the thing was you know dirty bird was definitely favored to win because they're like they're they're massive. I mean, yeah. needless to say, you know what I mean? Pick up Claude and Justin Martin and, all, and the homies, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're so dope. I mean, but I'm like, man, what can we do to kind of counteract them? And I was thinking, like, yo, maybe if we bring out, like, someone like Crystal Waters and, like, yo, call up a booking agent. And um, the funny conversations was, was uh, yeah, so, you know, write down, you know, taking down all info, info of the gig. So when's the gig? Yeah, this date. So how long is the performance? Uh, 60 seconds. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, what? Uh, 60 seconds. You want to fly her out from where she lives for 60 seconds? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And then when they found out, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of doing this with Red Bull, then they knew it was legit. And then no one, and the thing is, you know, with, the, with this clash thing, no one knew what it was about until the day of. Like, we didn't know... You know, unless you're in the green room with all the uh, all the other artists, like who they brought out and how their special guests were, like I saw Craze. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, Craze. Uh, Dirty Bird brought out Craze, and we're like, me and me and Vin were like, whoa, what are you? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just dope. It's it's all in fun, man. You know what I mean? Like it just you know we all go to clubs all the time, but just this definitely spiced it up and and you know. Um, just even our crowd, even explaining to them, yo, come out to this. Just if you support Triple Threat, just trust us. Come out and support us, and we'll we'll, we'll do. You know, we'll find out when you get there. And when they got there, we gave everyone whistles, rally towels. We gave all our big homies Vuvuzelas uh, so they can stand. And we had made them stand in different parts of the of the hall just so, like, you know, we didn't know where the noise because uh, the the way they choose the winner is through uh, uh, meter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, crazy. And, and and we didn't know where it was, so we had to make. We had told him like, "Yo, blow those whole, blow the vuvuzelas up, so we know." You know what I mean? Because we don't know where it's where it's detecting it. But yeah, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Wow. It was fun. It was really fun. That's so calculated, though. That's how you. That's how you win, right there. With the yeah, you know, but you know, on top of that, you know, um, me and the, I, I showed that me, me and Fran, and the rest of the guys were watching the uh, um, sound clashes for a month. Oh wow! You guys really put in the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, you know, just because. I told I told him I didn't want him to do any like nothing kind of gimmicky. I just said, "Yo, we should come out like this real hardcore." Like you know, since we're battle DJs at heart anyway, because we came from you know the, the battle scene, let's just come at that with just some raw DJ shit and um, you know what I mean, and then try to bring that spirit of like this Jamaican style sound clashes in there because it's a sound clash technically. So, um, but yeah, anyone who you know who gets a chance to watch it, it's uh, Red Bull Culture Clash SF. And then I put up all four of our rounds. No one really filmed. No one filmed it except for oh, us. Oh man, that's crazy! What a yeah. I wish they did, man, because it was it was that was the one night I felt like a 
freaking soccer match in there. You know what I mean? Because everyone was just so loud and whistles were blowing. and You know what I mean? It's just, it was nuts. It was I, dope. I feel like we can go two ways on this one, but I think the most natural one is speaking of sound clashes and battles, um, you know, mm-hmm. you, that's a really big part of, you know, your what, what, what I know you for, um, and I think maybe a lot of people would know you for, you know, being right. that um, you've been in some, in some incredibly important DJ battles over the years. Um, one that comes to mind immediately is uh, like the X-Men ISP battle in 96. That's probably the, the biggest one I've ever been in, you know what I mean? So still tripping out that, that went down. Can you can you just speak about what that was? What was it like to be part of that? Um, you know, like for me personally, just being on a crew. You know, I always say it: being part of a crew that I looked up to, being in the Bay Area, like you know, I was considered um, um, Mixmaster Mike, Kubert, and Apollo to be the three kings of the Bay Area. You know what I mean? And you know, they're the first ones to really you know bust foreign to everybody. So well, they got notoriety. So you know, being on the crew with them, but then I'm going against a crew where I got my style from. Oh wow. Yeah. As a beat juggler, you know what I mean, from the West Coast, but I took an East Coast, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm, I adapt, you know, I adopted the East Coast style of beat juggling, and I'm, you know, so for me, I was just, yeah, it was crazy. You know, I'm still, you know, I'm still a fan of all my friends. You know what I mean, like, especially like the X Men and or Executioners and you know, Mike Q Apollo, like, you know what I mean. So, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> just looking back at it, like I can't believe that that actually went down. Yeah, man. Can I can I ask when you say you got your style from? Was it specifically Raider, or was it you know Rob, or was it a kind of a conglomerate um, of those guys? So the first the first Executioners X Men. Well, I know as the X Men. I would say I first got my styles from uh, Steve D and uh, Rob Swift, definitely. Like watching their styles, watching them actually manipulate a beat, breaking it down, stuff like that. Like that's the reason why it changed my whole. You know, because you know, being in the West Coast, especially in the Bay Area, we're just scratch heavy. You know what I mean? Very scratch heavy, scratching over fast beats and all that stuff. But just seeing the funk and seeing how they manipulate the beats, just that just won me over, and, and that just totally changed the way I thought of how I wanted to battle. You know what I mean? That, yeah, man. They must be thrilled to hear that, man. Oh, they know this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first time I met Steve and Rob, like, yo, man, I'm a big fan. You know what I mean, like, but then for them to be the homies now, it's like. It's a trip when I look back, like, you know, I wanted to be, when I was young, I wanted to be X-Men so bad, just because I was so into their style, you know? Like, I'd say the, 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 that era of me battling was definitely one of the highlights of my whole, like, DA career, because just, just the, you know, the, the gradual rise and to see what, like, starting to tour off it type stuff and actually thinking, oh, man, I could actually make a, a career out of this? And, you know what I mean? I never, I, you know, I'm still a bedroom DJ at heart, you know what I mean? But, like, to be able to keep doing it this long is just I'm, I'm thankful you know what i'm saying super thankful super grateful for like you know for all the experiences and stuff and uh, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> that's so cool i actually saw the first i'll just interject a bit of my first experience ever seeing you dj was part of the itf tour you came i was living in halifax nova scotia at the time home of uh scratch bastard and um you were at that battle yeah man he came through was that, so was that scratch was that bastard's first battle I'm not too sure if it was his first battle. He was, I was very young, though. I mean, I was yeah. Like, I remember him being super young. He was like but seventeen. I, I, mean, I was eighteen. So that's where I met him. Really? And that he was, won. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I met him, and that's when he won that battle. It was it was like a, a, a like a garage kind of thing, right? It's like a low ceiling kind of garage and yeah, underground kind of spot. Underground kind of spot. Yeah, but yo, that was my first time in, in Halifax, and 
Yo, that was dope, man. That was really dope. And I, I was, I would think dope. it was you, Apollo, and I think it was a triple threat. Yeah, it was triple threat. Yeah, it was our. We judged all of the, uh, the uh, Canadian heats. Man, it was crazy. That was, um, yeah, that blew my mind. That that was the the first time I was just like, holy shit, this is, this is nuts. Like, and you guys were doing all this stuff and, um, yeah, all the beat juggling. It was it was the first time I really got. I really understood beat juggling. You know what I mean? Because oh shit, oh well, you know what Man. I mean. Like I think a lot of people beat juggle, but there's very few that do it with the same kind of funk and finesse that you know that you do. So it's um, when it's done right, it's so effective. You know and um, Man, you know what's crazy? It was that was during a time, especially when you know when Triple Threat formed. We we formed during the height of the turntable scene, which was kind of crazy because you know we we kind of took a different turn of what a, a DJ crew would do because. We wanted to, do, you know, we wanted to emphasize on party rocking as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you know, um, it wasn't just was, scratching and and technique. It was just it was, like we would party rock for the first two hours, and like the last fifteen minutes we do like routines. So you know, what I mean, just to man, damn, I can't believe I was, that was way back when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't know that you were there for that, but that's dope, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's killer that night. That's what I remember. I remember to this day, Bassett was so dope that night. You know what I mean? He was on but, fire. He's, I mean, oh, he's still man. on fire. <laughs> oh, needless to say, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Triple Threat crew, you guys made a lot of mixtapes, um, you know, Vin Rock, and and then you have a, a, a really great dancehall mixtape, and that's kind of where actually, actually what I wanted to talk about with the sound clashes. You have a oh. really deep appreciation, and you've all, I, a lot of the dancehall I've ever learned was actually through mixtapes that you, you made. And um, where, where did that come from? Where did that start? What was the, the initial spark? Um, when I went to New York in '93 with D Styles, we went to we went to Brooklyn. I think we went to B, or I think we went to the Bronx. We went to we went to Beat Shoot Records back there, over there, and there I think, I mean I, I was already into to reggae mostly through Bob Marley, like you know, starting in high school. But like I didn't know much about dance. I didn't you know I knew about like Shaba and and you know I still didn't understand Pachua. You know what I mean? Like you're right. But but going to the record store and, and hearing like. Uh, I think the first record I heard was I mean, nothing in that store was a uh, Hussein Dunn, uh, Cuddy Ranks, over the Murder She Wrote beat, yep. and that was like the, that was a hot rhythm for that year. You want to the rocket launcher? Well, let me tell you something. You're the original butcher. You have the chopper. Lord of mercy. Hear this. Wait, the man. Who that a come? Wait, the man. Who no think me did done? Wait, the man. Who that a come? Wait, the man. Ever since then, man, like I just hearing that, I'm like, man, what is what's up with this? Like, it's, and then just knowing the, and then starting to know the roots of like, like the sound system stuff, because you know, I came, I came from a sound system here in the Bay Area, and the Bay Area has a big history of sound systems. Like we all of us, like Hubert, Mixmaster Mike, Apollo, we all came from, you know, sound systems, and we used to clash our way. Like where, um, you go into a ballroom, you see three different setups of sound systems i'm talking about like bass cabs all that and then like lighting setups with truss and like a, a full-on light show and at the end of the night the crowd would pick the winner you know what i mean so see seeing that and then seeing how the jamaicans did it and learning about it more i'm like oh man we're doing what they did you know? but, but i never knew what i, I never knew about them because that's there. i think i saw a, a there's a documentary about this the specifically filipino culture sound systems in the Bay Area, right? That's that's what you're referring to. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. And so it was like a similar culture. You had the Filipino sound system, same as the Jamaican. Same as Jamaican style. Like, you know, um, I'll give you the equivalent of that. You know how they used to make, you know, sound system, like using parts of just old um, uh, stereophonic stuff and making like making it better into something better. Same thing over here. Like, we, you know, Saturdays would be the time where, like, you know, my, the guy who led, the, guy, the leader of my sound system, him and his dad would go to Home Depot every Saturday to get like wood and carpeting and like and, you know they'd make the, our light boxes where we could you know control the lights just using that kind of that 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 carpentry that 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 his dad knew you know what I mean we all you know all that stuff we, we kind of implemented it and made our own stuff you know what I mean so it's dope yeah it's 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 not like I look back at it like when I you know started going getting into more into dance hall and seeing how they did it like yeah we're doing the same thing they are but just you know kind of more awesome like maybe some hip-hop stuff or you know what i mean and it's that's treated me even more about what? about about what? jamaican song, uh, sound system culture what are the difference between like the genres i mean dancehall reggae for the sound systems for jamaica but what is the what would be a defining characteristic of like the bay area sound systems style oh straight up miami bass and freestyle music what? that's the first that was the first music i used to spin off like uh, I'll give you an example. Apollo, um, I mean, he was a big sound system DJ out here. Like, he was, like, you, if you saw Apollo's name on a fire, oh, shit, it's DJ Apollo. He's in, you know what I mean? And he would do a set. Everyone would, you know, in these sound system clashes that we'd have here, it would be 15-minute sets between these crews. And Apollo would have a stack of records this high, and every four bars he'd switch out. Like, just... Wow. You know what I mean? Just cut up, doubles, doubles, doubles. After eight bars, next song blends acapella over a thing, weird a weird a weird song over a, a fast Planet Rock beat. You know what I mean? Like this, just crazy. You know, like the ma- a mashup like with some Buddy Holly song over a Planet Rock beat. So kind of like the like open format before it was oh, a term. Yeah. Before it was a term, yeah. That's why, like you know, when when the whole idea of the mashup, like wow, we we're doing mashups way way back when because I was hearing like the craziest songs over. Planet Rock. Anything over Planet Rock basically was like a, <laughs> a mashup over here in the Bay Area. But it was dope, man. It was, it was a great. It was a great time, and it was just you know, it just showed me like the creativity. You know, like oh, it did, if you play a certain genre, you don't have to stick to playing that genre. You can kind of mesh one with something else. So that's that's how I learned off that too. So yeah, I'm starting to see there's such a big part of your identity is is playing like so many different styles, being prepared for whatever. Oh man, I mean. That's that goes back to my sound system background. You know what I mean? Like, uh, as a sound system, you got to be prepared to play for anybody, right? So I had to learn swing, fifties, sixties music, seventies music. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn about all that stuff. I had to know. I had to read not only to play for my peers, but play for the parents of those peers. If I play like the 18th birthday party for you know, the the debut they debut parties for Filipino for Filipinos that turn 18 years old, the one paying the bill is the the father who's like 60 something, right? So I have to play. For his crowd is all the uncles and aunts who paid for the event. I gotta play their, you know, their, buddy, uh, their um, chubby checker and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like just, just being able to learn all that, all those genres at one time. Disco, especially disco. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, yeah, man. I mean, and I, I credit all that for from being a from a sound system, straight up. That's so dope, man. I, I it's um, it's funny because I sometimes feel like there's a bit of a tension between club djs and mobile djs um but you know it's it's really good to hear your perspective because 
you're you're kind of speaking about it like well it's all part of the the process oh, not no doubt i mean you know it's uh, uh i mean i just feel like it's unfortunate that like that you know um that the sound system scene isn't as big as it was before i mean obviously you can't because i'm talking about when we when i talk sound system we we're still doing house parties you know what i mean like garage in the garage where it was still like or people could crash the party kind of thing you know what i mean but that's where i learned the most straight up i wouldn't I'm, i probably wouldn't be able to play like what i play every night if it wasn't for that you know what i'm saying and um and also too the big thing too i'd say about doing the streams is for the longest time of just being labeled of nothing but a, being a scratch dj because like I've, I, a lot of cat, a lot of promoters would hesitate to book me back in the days because they thought I was just going to be a, oh he's just going to be scratching. Not for a long time I couldn't show like well I have range I can play this I can play that I can play that. you know what I mean? yeah and now it's like this is the perfect time especially if you're like if you're not a you know the playing field is everyone's back to equal you know what I mean it doesn't matter who you are as long as you you, you could kind of break you know rebrand yourself. I, for people who don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the perfect time. I, that's why I, I encourage all DJs, man, stream, do it. You know what I mean? Like, find yourself, a, right? Find your find sound. Yourself. Get, find your sound, get an audience. Get, you know, you have the best feedback on, on the planet because the chat room will not lie to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> They'll just leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, yeah, man, just the sound system scene was definitely a, a, a great background for me. And um, I'm, I'll, I'll always be an advocate for it, you know what I mean? Especially from the Bay Area because we had so many, you know what I mean? We had so many DJs who came from that. So Yeah. That's great to I mean that that kind of explains a lot to me about why there are so many amazing DJs from the Bay Area. You know, I think obviously that that must have played such a you and you guys, you know, I think what, what when I think about yeah, what your the crews you're part of, Triple Threat, uh, you know, Invisible Scratch Pickles, so many of, of you are from the Bay of that culture is obviously just Led a legacy on. You've got you know the next generation people like Jay Espinosa, um, right? You know, right. And Miles and just Miles girl. exactly. Miles Medina. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm so proud of those. Those my little brothers, man. They're they're, they're killing it right now. You know, and, and I, I, I it, it's they're they're definitely carrying on to the, the the tradition of just being like just kind of just whatever. You know what I mean? Just just you know they're not they're not holding back on 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 certain things. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's good to see. Yeah. There's, there's something that you touched on though about being a turntablist. You know, like, um, and, and not getting booked. I've I've saw, I, I've watched your boiler room set, which I think you've even mentioned is like kind of one of a one of your favorite mixes, um, where you just play a bunch of different cool, just cool music. You know that you're just playing because right. you love it. Um, and and I wanted to know, like, you, you also talked a little bit about when you guys started the triple cra- uh, triple threat, um, crew, and and you started DJing at you know itf things but also party rocking you know dj if, if i if i may kind of has gone through some stages over the years you know at least since i've uh, had a you know a place in it or whatever I, and i see like you know you've got turntablism peaking in like the late late 90s early 2000s and mm-hmm. then then you've moved then you moved into yeah like more of a like a mashup and party rocking style and then you really saw a massive rise with edm right um and and DJs becoming you know like actually more of a producer DJ being known for playing their songs, right? But you've kind of ridden this whole wave the whole time. You're like I mean, obviously it's from the Bay before even turntablism because you you're obviously doing the sound systems before then. You saw that rise in turntablism, which you were a part of, and then you've man- managed to carry on. But can you talk about like what that 
that kind of rise, that initial rise with turntablism, and then what it was like to try and transition to, uh, I guess, a party rock and DJ? Well, you know, I just had to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, especially from, you know, from being a, a turntablist and doing, you know, doing, you know, I, 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 uh, I left the pickles in, in, in 2000. And that was like definitely a good time. You know, I mean, looking back now, it's just, it was a, it was a good time for me to find myself of what I wanted to do because, you know, um, like, am I, you know, am I, gonna, am I, am I trying to stay in the turntable scene and, and, and do nothing but that? Or am I trying to, you know, I, I just came to the realization that I need to stick with what I know and this is what I do. You know what I mean? I'm a, what am I? I'm a, I'm a DJ first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I mean, I might have gotten my notoriety from the battle scene, but, um, yeah, I just, I think, I think I always said that too. Like, you know, if you enter like a DMC and all that stuff, that's just kind of like a stepping stone. You know, as long as you make the, <laughs> the VHS, you know what I mean? If you make the, or make the DVD, as long as you're on there, people, you got that platform of people to see you. I, I think just the, the, the transition, especially with, with, uh, when um, turntablism kind of like, you know, after, you know, after, I'd say it after craze, to be honest with you. I think it kind of like, you know, it was kind of like, kind of whatever. I mean, people were, you know, the, 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 the hardcore was so into it. But it just it came it became its own thing, so much that like you know when you go to different venues to do it, it would kind of fly over the normal you know the, the untrained ear. It would right. just fly over your head. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I'd say Triple Threat definitely being being part of Triple Threat definitely made me learn the the, the um the the balance. I I was already doing with that with to be honest with the beat junkies because the beat junkies you know. We all party rock, and we all, you know, we all do the scratching thing, and we, you know, we do routines and stuff. But with Triple Throw, it was just a little different because we played all crazy, you know, didn't matter what genre it was. It wasn't just hip hop or funk. It would be more house, or we like, you know, breaks or, 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 you know, just whatever, you know, just trying to get people open this stuff, open this stuff. I don't know, man. There was a point too, like we kind of got backlash for it because, um, um, I think we did an Herb interview. Like in 2003 or something like that, and I think some turntablists felt like we turned our back on the turntablist scene, which we really, I mean, we really didn't, because we we always did that as a part of our show, but just we wanted to push the the more like well-roundedness and the versatility kind of angle as far as like being a DJ, because we always felt like yo, not everyone is gonna get the scratching part, so what can we do to make them get it? You know what I mean? So let's let's keep them grooving for a while, and then maybe. After ten minutes of just hard, just them grooving, let's play instrumental and cut it up, or someone's gonna grab that instrumental and juggle while you scratch, kind of thing. So just so that we can kind of like spoon feed them a little bit, you know what I mean? Just so that they'll get used to it. And then when we grab, you know, when we grab their attention and they feel it, then towards the end of the show, last fifteen minutes, let's just do a full-on routine, and you know, a group routine and an individual sets, just so we can give them the whole package of, you know. Man, that's just so cool. Like, I think that 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 you've really touched on that balance thing. And then, when I think about what you guys were doing as a triple threat, um, when I think about the DJs that that I know that were really influenced by you, like one of my friends, Head Headspin DJ Headspin. Oh yeah, um, man. You know, I know you guys are pretty tight too, and I know he yeah. he really looked up to you. He was always he always spoke so highly of you, and um, and I know that like when I think about what the three style DJs and what you know. Goldie Wars and what the news kind of this next generation of what battling is is really it seems to me at least that a lot of the 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 inspiration and the and the the idea of that was what was what you guys were doing with with Triple Threat yeah 
to be honest, you know, me and Vin and Apollo just had this talk not too long ago. We feel super vindicated. It's <laughs> like, like, cool. Because we always thought, like, wait, they'll get it. Watch. People will get it. They'll understand what we're trying to do. Like, even the, even the heads will understand. You know what I mean? Because we disappoint the heads who are watching us, the 30 guys with the, with the you know, to watch, filming us. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't, like, man, when are you going to fuck it up, man? When are you going to cut it up, man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we always have to be on like, yo, don't trip. We'll cut. We're about to. We're gonna clear up soon. Uh, you know, we're just gonna do it for the ladies right now because there's so many girls. Like, we don't want to send all of them. You know what I mean? Like, how are we gonna keep every? That was always our, our big thing. How are we gonna keep everyone here? Yeah. How to keep the party moving? The whole time. Yeah. The whole time. You know what I mean? Because like, everyone knows, like, you know, this is and this is the time where Vinrock just won back to back ITF World Championships. You know, he was super on juggle mode and stuff. Right. You know what I mean? But like, you know. We we just felt like yo this do if we do this this is gonna be like at least the longevity in, in us because we're doing everything that we've learned you know what I mean for the show we want to give everyone that total you know package kind of thing that's why we call it yeah you know, that's why the name triple threat came up it was like not just producing or not just DJing or not just this you know what I mean? we cover uh, all you know what I mean just three of you there's lots lots of layers it to just, it it just so happens that it was three of us <laughs> that's you know so mean? cool. But, but to be a triple threat DJ, you know what I mean? We we, we want to instill that, that kind of um, philosophy as far as, you know, how we DJ. And that's why I'm saying with the three style now, oh, man, I love it. You know what I mean? Because it's now it's like, ah, oh, cool. Like, now everything's being counted. Like, you know, the selection, number one. And then how you execute it. And then your production, how are you going to produce your sets? You know what I mean? And and then how, how well do you cut or juggle or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's so dope. You know what I mean? That's why... Um, now I'm like, oh, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, even judging one of the, I judged the world finals in Azerbaijan when it was, the world finals were there. And I was there. Just, oh yeah, you were there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just to see everyone, like, it just being like, you know, being silently to myself, I was like, man, it's cool that it went this route. You know what I mean? Cause you know, it just gives it that whole, it just shows everyone that versatility is key. You know what I mean? So three is the magic number after all, apparently. Right. <laughs> As they say, right? So, yeah. I was also going to um, ask you, though, um, another crew that obviously you're part of, the Beat Junkies, uh, yeah. you know, massive inspiration on DJing, turntablism, and everything. Also, uh, you know, have a bunch of multi- a multidisciplined kind of approach to DJing. Oh, straight up. You yeah, know, no. what's, how, did, how did that come about? Like, you know, they're, they're you know, an L.A. crew, you know, majority. But uh, how, did you, how did you fit in there? What was the, the story there? Oh, so we met, oh, man, going back to, we met Rhettmatic at a DMC in LA, me and D-Styles, because D-Styles was in the battle, and we met Rhettmatic, and he said, yo, I'm part of this crew here called the Beat Junkies, giving me a mixtape, and we ended up figuring out we, we all knew the same people, started hanging out, and um, I think when we, we all end up like just kind of knowing that we had like-minded minds of, of certain things we end up going to la every other week like me and d would fly to, to la just to hang out with with the guys and then um i think it was Rhett who went to j-rock he was like yo man let's can we get these guys in the group the funky president yes sir and he he, he did okay and then, you know we ended up you know we just, just cause we always loved hanging out with them we just you know and um yeah, so from then on, me and these guys were the, uh, the, 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 the NorCal members of the Beat Junkies. You know? That's and, so cool. Uh, but, I mean, just the Junkies alone have had so much of an influence on me. I mean, obviously, just you know, seeing how the way they play, 
so you know how you know back to selection you know what i'm saying like and then that carry on that carried over to what i do to triple threat or what i do with the pickles you know what i mean so um if anyone was to ask who my major influences is, is my all my crew members you know what i mean because we all feed off each other to make each other better kind of thing you know so that's so cool man it's just so cool that it's like and you know i think when you think about dj and sometimes um you know it can be very much about an individual right but it's so great to hear about you know all these dudes um that are kind of just getting you know getting along together and 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 doing things you know together as opposed to trying to const- and especially you know in the competitive battle scene where right so much there's so much ego can be anyways but you guys are right. so like hey like we got mutual respect we just we're better together, you know, like yeah, strength in numbers, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just now that I'm looking back to the times when we first started hanging out, you know, when me and these guys first learned the flare scratch, you know what I mean? Going down to LA and showing them the flare scratch, we were in DJ Chris's garage, and we we're all just like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like everyone's all tripping out, like yo, this is what this is what makes it fun. You know what I mean? Like we're just all posing up and just learning something new, and we all trip out on that. You know what I mean? And I mean, you know, nowadays I don't really see too many DJ crews like how it was back in the days. But if you look back on the crews that were established, everyone made their mark. You know what I mean? Allies, um, Fifth Platoon, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, all the other crews, you know, the Hobos. You know I mean? just, just everyone had their, you know, they all figured out, like, you know, when we get together, we're dope. But when, individ- when we go off and do our individual thing, we're just as dope. You know what I mean? Because we, we, we all learn from the central thing you know so yeah i mean i don't know about you but you know i think everyone learns djing i mean there's it was uh, not until recently with the beat junkies having a school and things like that i don't think there was as much access to information in fact it, it, i'd like to talk about that as well because you know uh what Kubert and and a lot of these even the dmc videos there was there, before there was uh turntablism culture i feel like a lot of that stuff came from the bay a lot of these videos and um, and and kind of content about how to DJ and 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 DMC videos and things like that. Learning about what, how to do the things that um, you know you guys were doing was coming. Yeah. You know, was coming from that. And then even the records, the Dirt style records, and you know, yeah. Babu's Super Duck Breaks and things like that. All of that kind of helped educate us. But we all still had to learn from somebody else. You know, there was always a teacher or somebody who was a little bit older, older brother or or uncle or somebody. For sure, man. You know, I mean, like. I mean, that's, you know, without influence, you can, you, there's not going to be any change, right? So, right. Uh, I I mean, straight up with, you know, with, with all the stuff that, like, you know, when we're making those videos for, uh, with the pickles, like, you know, the best at the whole <laughs> tutorials, man, that, that was all, like, what should we do now type of shit? Like, how, what are we going to teach now? Uh, we're we're, we're kind of making, making it up as we go kind of thing, you know? So, um. But now that the, you know, I'm, that's why I'm thankful that now with the, with the with the uh, Beat Junkie Institute of Sound, now we we have a real structured way to show, in the most layman's terms, for th- someone who has no idea how to DJ, how to show them the, how to DJ. You know what I mean? Because back then, we even to this day, like I just did a uh, a master class on Sunday, teaching beat juggling. I still had a tr- I still had trouble trying to kind of explain the right way, or I mean, because you know, really, there is no real right way to do it. Right. You know, it's 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 whatever you have in front of you, and just you come up with it. Not like scratching. Scratching, you, to do this scratch, you do this and this, right? But with B-Jung, it's like, uh, well, whatever you did on that turntable ended off on the other side. 
And it depends yeah, beat to beat, right? Like it's, you're kind of working yeah. with limited. Exactly. As long as the snare falls into place. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, as long as you throw the snare where it needs to be every time you go back to back, then that's, you know what I mean? And that's what I was trying to, trying to teach when I was doing the master class. So. As DJs, I think we're always students of this, no matter what. Forever. We're yeah. always a student of DJing. If you're a DJ, you know what I mean? There's, you're learning all something new, like, you know, especially when, now that the, the, the um, you know, the technology and software is just, you know, like, what you taught me on studio, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Serato Studio, I mean, that's not like, now that I, I saw that, I'm like, oh, now I can, I can now I, I know how to implement that in my DJ sets. You know what I mean? So, it's dope. I, I, it keeps me, that's why I keep doing this. It keeps, it keeps me intrigued. Motivated, right? Motivated and interested, you know what I'm saying? So, Man, that's so dope. I um, I, I was I, one of my questions was kind of like what what motivates you, you know, to keep DJing, and and I'm I'm also as equally curious to know like what's your your feeling about the current state of DJing is like, I mean, obviously we're gonna we're going through a transition. Um, we're always change. Everything's always adapting and changing, and with technology, um, and even in this kind of like post EDM era that we're in, if if I may, um, you know, what what do you think the the next step or next evolution is for djing is it is it going to be more scratching is it going to be less scratching is it going to be a, a more focus on selection I, or to be honest man i think the reset bus the, the reset button has been pressed in my in my opinion I, like i said it's just it just this whole thing created everyone it just went it set everyone back to, to zero and how are we going to raise it back up you know what i'm saying and especially with just streaming now I think it bring, it brings DJing back to the forefront, like just not to quote unquote real DJing, but just more of like just 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 raw skill DJing. You know what I mean? Creative. Blending, just creative the creative process, selection. Um, you know, adding the the spice of scratching and or juggling on top of that selection. You know what I'm saying? Like it just you know it kind of you know filtered out folks who really want to be into it and who are really dedicated to the craft, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but, um, you know, it's just hard to say, like, you know, with every day that just passes, it seems like it's just a different, you know, like we're, like I said, the rules are just being written as we go, you know, so I can't really say, like, what I know what the future is going to bring. The positive things I will say about what's been happening with all this is, like, for me personally, just like, man, I never knew you knew how to play this genre, or you played this. I didn't know you played house. I didn't know you played dance hall blah, blah, blah. man we have a this night in this city man when things open back up man we need to get you that's like wow that's dope you know what i mean like gives you more control able, yeah but just to get ca- ca- folks who just never knew that i could do certain things you know what i mean like, that know you yeah well know you just from the pickles or from what i've seen on because if you look at look on youtube majority of the stuff you'll, almost 95 percent of the stuff you'll see is me scratching you know what i mean or right. juggling but like no one really knows me for a selector so it's like I think this is a great time right now to do to 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 show what you got or everything, you know. Yeah, man, and it's crazy because yeah, like from what I know of you, you've just got so much amazing music, and you've got so many interesting versions, and you know, instrumentals and dubs and all these different kind of things that you and videos. You know, I mean, you've got you you present pretty much whatever you want. You got it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of crazy. that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, um, also too with the themes, it's like. If you knew nothing about New Jack Swing, for instance, if I do a New Jack Swing night, I'm going to go in. You know what I mean? So I'm going to play everything, even the – you know what I mean? Like and if you never knew who did what or 
you have now a face to the music. You know what I'm saying? A face to go with that song that you always heard but never knew who it was. And then I'll even drop a little like, uh, did you know clip uh, things like, yo, so so and so produced this, but this song was originally supposed to be for that for him, and he didn't take it. So this this is you know this is that song, and people trip out like what like, and just to see the people in the chat be like, damn, I didn't know that, and that that to me just makes makes it all worth it, you know, what I mean? just to get just to know that I've 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 gotten someone else open to something yeah. that they didn't. You know what I mean? so. Especially that feeling, you know, you get when you found something that you didn't even know you'd loved. Um, yeah, you get. Absolutely. I mean, that's all. That to me, that's always like the coolest thing about DJing is that you're in a position all of a sudden to introduce to introduce new ideas or new songs to people, and yeah, them yeah. maybe it could be end up be their favorite song. You know what I mean? Or their favorite song for that week. I don't know. Straight up, and even as yourself as a DJ, if you're if you're if you're a DJ yourself and you're known to play this genre for a long time, if you're if you're playing nothing like like more the new stuff or whatever, and then now you're playing like you're kind of going to the more deeper stuff that you've always been into, but no one knew me before. That's where I, that's why I say that it's felt that we have that now. That you know what I mean? Like that platform to just do whatever the hell you want and see. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you like it? You know what I mean? <laughs> cool. You know what I mean? That's dope, man. You know? Like I said, we're, we need to heal as DJs. I think. We're, we're healers right now and you know just watching all the homies streams like crazy and z trip and just seeing them go off and you know bastard doing his his you know his barbecue and jeff doing it you know, i mean it's, it's just dope it's like now you're not too far to see them you you, you know what i mean you oh, man yeah. he's at the city but i can't see him oh fuck he's gonna be on so i'm gonna see him for a whole hour just watching watching them rock for like yeah oh, there you go yeah, so, that's the, definitely the silver lining, eh? Like, you just get to see all your favorite DJs. Not only that, you could talk to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just getting uh, DMs from certain fans that, like, yo, I've been a fan for you for this long, and I, since this mixtape, but to see you play other stuff now, like, I didn't know that. I'm a, Now I'm a fan of, the, of this project that you do or whatever. Man, that's just, like, who wouldn't be motivated by that as a DJ? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, I got yeah. one, one more question. Um, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's kind of a question I ask everybody. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's a, it, it's it's going to be a personal thing, whatever it means to you. But um, I want to know what 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 does the power of music mean to you? Man, where do I start? So many things to heal, to educate, to motivate, to inspire. My God, how many things? You know, that's everything that just comes right off the bat to me. The things that it, the, all the positivity that it does, that it comes with it. You know what I'm saying? The positive to, to talk. You know. The power of music to to make friends that I can't even speak the language around the world, but I'm friends with them because I'm through music. You know what I mean? Music is the one thing that just keeps all of us sane, man. That keeps us together. That that's music is the one thing that we all agree on, at least. You know what I mean? If, if, if within this damn divided ass world that we're in, you know what I'm saying? Like we can all agree, like that song is dope. Oh, that vibe is dope. Oh, I'm about to dance. Are you about to dance too? Oh, cool. Like. Oh, you're about to cut it up too, man. I, man, let's cut it up together. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, it can't be for me. It's not just one thing. It's, it's, it just involves this whole thing, of, 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 just, it's what makes you. It makes what it makes up life, man. Straight up. I mean, not to get super deep, man, but really, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I agree, hundred percent, man. Yeah, man. I, I could go on for, uh, with different descriptions too, but just like those are the big ones for me. Inspire motivate healing especially now you know what I mean? so 
but yeah that's awesome man look i, I want to thank you so much for being part of this and um I yeah man i know you're busy i know you got all these streams and i and, and if anyone who's listening to this right now you definitely got to check out shortcuts channel on twitch um it's it's one of Please. my favorites thank you thank you thank you yep um every 8 p.m pst what, what every every day <laughs> Uh, not every day. Uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday, uh -huh. 8 p.m. Yes, 8 p.m. PST, and I do a different theme every night. Awesome! Shout out Fran Boogie. Shout out Beat Junkies. Yes, shout out Beat Junkies. Shout out, shout out the Scratch Pickles. Shout out Triple Threat DJs. Uh, shout out DJ Lock. DJ uh, Lock. Yeah. Where, where are the dogs at? Though, inquiring minds need to know where the Shivas are at. Oh, they're outside. They're chilling. <laughs> okay. It's a sunny day out here in the bay, so. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, man. Thank you so much for being part of the show, uh, John. I'll, um, I'll stop recording, but um, I'll stay online and I'll, I'll say peace uh, you know, offline. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Watch everybody. Respect.